Welcome to this new episode of the Women in Technology Spotlight. Today I have with me Timia Turdean, who is the co-founder of Belong In and also um, the host of a podcast around gender equality for the Women Tech Nader. Hello, Timia. Hello. Uh, hi, and nice to meet you. Thank you for joining me today, Timia. My first usual question is, tell me a little bit about yourself. Right. So, um... I'm at the moment uh, living in Vienna. That's for about 11 years already. Time flies. Yes, it does. Um, originally from Transylvania, from Romania. Mm -hmm. And I decided to move for my master's uh, to Vienna uh, 11 years ago. And then life happened and I sort of stayed. Mm -hmm. um, even though I wasn't thinking like you are at the beginning of your career and life where you know life leads you in the future but mm -hmm. now i'm really comfortable to stay to say that i'm i'm i laid roots uh in austria in vienna and i'm going to stay <laughs> great so um 11 years already in vienna but you come from romania um maybe you tell me a little bit about your educational background uh, because you came here obviously for the masters but uh, yes. you studied at the technical university as far as i know um, but in back in Romania, what did your life look like? Did you already start with IT when you were really young? Are you one of those women who were always really interested or is this something that happened? I always like to tell it in this way. Um, in high school, I had a teacher. Um, uh, she was our informatics teacher. Um, it was a, a woman and she was the most jolly person of the whole high school. Right, so uh, she was um, seen also in general as a very kind and uh, good and always smiling kind of a person. And for me, that meant um, that she definitely enjoys her job and what she's doing, teaching and um, knowing informatics. She inspired me actually a lot. And um, unconsciously at that age, it uh, set the tone basically of what I thought uh, career in IT would look like, <laughs> right? Uh, so she was definitely a, a very important milestone in my life. Um, but before that, it all started, uh, happened, I suppose, and it starts with the parents at home. And um, my dad, for example, he's uh, into electronics and he has his own workshop at home. So for me being around um, open TV sets and uh, screwdrivers and measuring electricity and tension and whatever transistors and all the stuff was normal I would say and I would hang out there uh, in the workshop of my dad and always touch what he said I shouldn't touch <laughs> but also very fascinated by the motherboards and the fact that they had this relays and it was all green and looked like a highway right I was like what is that for and um, yeah, I kind of grew up around technology, I would say. Mm -hmm. I was never shy of, um, you know, helping my dad unscrew the TV or put back the screws on something or uh, be nosy around what does this do? Why does this have three stripes? Why are they different colors? So yeah. in that sense, I was not... Um, I see. So you, from an early age, you had the opportunity to to look into things, understand how they work. Your father was kind of like a, 
a role model or a space where you could um, uh, discover and, and find out how things work. And then you have a role model and your teacher who made you feel that IT would be fun. I think that's a very important point. And this is also uh, one of the reasons I'm, I'm doing this podcast. I want to show women that working in IT can be fun. So she did a perfect thing there, making you interested by just uh, showing you her, her fun and her passion for IT. Absolutely. And it was also from my dad, right? He still, that's his, what he did his, and he still does in his day-to-day -day life and job and he's passionate about it. Mm -hmm. So I suppose um, I am very attracted to people who have a purpose um, or find a purpose in their profession. <laughs> uh, spoiler alert <laughs> one of the reasons why i'm into entrepreneurship as well probably yeah. <laughs> if i if i reflect on it more yeah um also at the same time um so in the family the tone was set that it was okay to be around technology regardless of gender mm -hmm. um also i was very interested in mathematics Mm -hmm. I was really good in high school in mathematics. Um, not that it's necessarily a requirement to study IT, I believe, nowadays, but um, it was encouraged more. The fact that I had this inclination towards um, also science, I suppose, um, and it wasn't in any way discouraged uh, in through, through the teachers, for example, which is something that I hear that happens yeah. here in Austria sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, so actually all the puzzles kind of had to fit mm -hmm. uh, and then I started university my bachelor in uh, Cluj-Napoca back in Transylvania and um, we were 50-50 in our bachelors in computer oh, science 50% uh, girls 50% boys and that was for me normal mm -hmm. and in high school we were also 50-50 in uh, informatics, mm -hmm. mathematics. That is quite unusual for if you um, look at Austria, for example, we have a totally different situation. So, um, which brings me to my next question. How did you experience going from this um, environment where it was normal to be around technology, where there was a 50-50 split between women and men, <laughs> and then you came to the Technical University, and I know that it was different there. <laughs> yes. Um, it was a bit of a shock. Um, I suppose now that I think about it even more so, um, to be honest, when I moved to Austria for the masters and I focused on um, Wirtschaftsingenieurwesen Informatik, which doesn't even exist anymore. It's business uh, engineering and computer science. Mm -hmm. um, I did have the opportunity to take some advanced courses, for example, in programming and that one particular course was where I was from. Yeah, that was the moment I was really shocked. I was like two girls in the whole amphitheater mm -hmm. uh, full of boys. I was it was very unusual for me because usually in Romania, you know, you take this uh, equality for granted, actually. Yeah. Uh, and even more so when I moved to Austria and I um, noticed at the university that they have uh, courses like gender equality, um, sensibilization trainings or <laughs> courses or awareness. I was like, this is such a first world country problem. Like, don't these people have something other, other to, you know, solve? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then it dawned on me that why, why that even existed. 
that's that's an interesting uh, observation I made talking to women who come from previously what we called Eastern countries like Romania, that there seems to have been much more equality in terms of women and men in science and technology, and that we are actually lagging behind. And I can imagine that coming from such an environment, you might think, why are they even talking about this? Um, yes. Yeah, but this is a big thing here. And I think that's something you also learned. And I guess yes, um, yes. that might also be a reason why you are now doing this gender equality podcast. Maybe you would like to tell us how you got uh, into um, being in the Women Tech Makers and starting that podcast. Sure. And you're right. It is one of the reasons. Mm -hmm. um, still is to date. So while in my student life uh, back in Romania, I started to get involved in volunteering organizations, student organization at that time. For example, Isaac and Best are quite known. Mm -hmm. And when I moved to Austria, I sort of did the same. And I definitely have to date, I volunteer, right? So um, in my past, what, 13 years, um, in parallel to studying, in parallel to working part-time or full-time, I always volunteered. Mm -hmm. And I always looked for communities where I can make uh, change. And uh, Women Tech Makers Vienna happened to be that particular place that resonated for me. Mm -hmm. um, probably, yes, because um, once I understood that there is a difference here in comparison to where I uh, was brought up in mm -hmm. the culture, and the fact that we were 50-50, I decided that we need to do something about it locally. <laughs> so Women Tech Makers Vienna was uh, initial, in, initially founded um, or brought to the Viennese community eight years ago. Um, and uh, the whole point is to help young professionals um, get to know STEM, uh, find role models like I had my teacher, um, network, exchange, and empower them mm -hmm. basically. And um, that's what it still stands for until today. It just, um, yeah, we are reinventing ourselves. And lately, Ramon and I started a podcast series, which we call Gender Equality Over Coffee. Mm -hmm. um, right, because usually we did. A yearly conference face to face and because the situation is how it is um, we decided to yeah try something else for a change so what we do we actively promote other communities and organizations in Austria but also in Germany and at the same time also um, individual role models that stand for gender equality mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and um, we just decided to do that through a podcast. <laughs> so apart from, from this um, annual conference you did, what other initiatives do the women tech makers offer? Do you have mentorship? Do you have uh, maybe meetups or, or something like that? Or well, we started um, eight years ago with meetups. Uh, and then it transformed into a yearly conference, which converged around uh, International Women's Day in March, usually. Mm -hmm. This year, for example, we decided to join forces with the European ecosystem. So we have um, the yearly conference on the 24th of uh, April, mm -hmm. uh, coming soon. Um, and we sometimes do 
we still do sometimes meetups. We had one, for example, in January, our last one. We did um, content panels. We did, for example, with one of our partner companies um, before the conference, kind of like a teaser for the conference. We did, for example, a content panel on uh, overcoming imposter syndrome. So we have like this satellite events, I would say, nothing very concise except the conference and yeah. now the podcast which podcast. comes out every two weeks so this is what you do as volunteer work um supporting women in tech i would like to talk a little bit about what you do as a bread job as you say in german <laughs> yeah, yeah well i'm in a sort of a transition phase um i have about 10 years experience in the tech industry worked in um um startups and it companies um from internship to <laughs> different positions but mostly focusing on software development mm -hmm. and well last year um i took the leap into uh, entrepreneurship basically and it was really a leap like maybe people don't realize you know is it like how big is the step when you leap and I think it depends on um, each one's individual fears and I realized that I had a lot of fears that was that were holding me back basically to jump into entrepreneurship but at the same time you know what we did um, co-founding the women tech makers uh, chapter is actually like entrepreneurship itself mm -hmm. so except that now um you know we have the financial goal also as mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> as one of our yeah goals that we have to achieve besides the social impact because so we you started a company called belong in i think yes. yeah um, Can you yes. tell us a little bit about what you that company is about what you do sure how much time do you have <laughs> oh we still have well, some time <laughs> so basically um at the beginning as it usually is you start with uh identifying a problem in uh, society and uh, i kn i knew from the beginning that i want to do a social enterprise so um it was about searching um, pinpointing what is the social impact that we want to have uh, while building the um, business in a sustainable way mm -hmm. and um, well we found out through um, interviews surveys also reading up on a lot of diversity and inclusion studies and reports um, that when it comes to gender equality and especially in stem and in tech mm -hmm. there women are underrepresented Right. So this is not it wasn't a big surprise. That's something that I brought from women tech makers um, into this perspective. Uh, OK, but we thought to ourselves, yes, but still, why is the situation so dire in Austria? Right. So approximately 17 percent of the IT workforce is represented by females in Austria, only 17. Mm -hmm. um, not to mention that the numbers are even lower when you look towards the end of the pipeline into leading positions right so um, basically we found out that it's a leaky pipeline it has problems all over at the beginning when you try to channel girls into stem it has problems 
at the university level where there are a lot of drop-offs, there are very few women in the workforce. And then actually what really shocked me, what we found out in our um, research is that approximately 50% of the women that um, are in IT are at a high risk of dropping out mid-career. Oh, okay. So that was a shock because with women tech makers, we were trying very hard to uh, keep them at the university level to empower them to go into IT roles. We even did the workshop for kids uh, to teach them how to code. So try to motivate them to go into STEM or IT just to realize that uh, there's a very high potential that after 10, 15 years, they leave uh, the industry. So the big question everybody asks is why, right? And um, um, I think I can talk from my own experience, actually, uh, more than which correlates with all the studies that we've, <laughs> we've read up on. But basically, after 10, 15 years, um you gather experiences right and a lot of them unfortunately are not good experiences mm -hmm. and at some point in life either you feel a lack of confidence in your skills because of these bad experiences which at the end drive you to ask yourself am i in the right position here am i in the right job it starts usually with, am I in the right team? Am I in the right company? And um, okay, for that particular first answer or question, the answer is simple, you switch jobs. Mm -hmm. And this is quite often in the IT industry that people switch their job. But after a while, you know, you start to ask yourself, maybe maybe it's, it's not the work industry or the workplace, maybe it's me. How about, you know, maybe I switch to a different domain, do something else. And um, yeah, so I think that's not fair. Is, sorry. Um, so you think uh, you start to question yourself because of the experiences you make, and then you think you might uh, be better off uh, going somewhere else. Is that what you're saying? Yes, that's definitely one uh, mm -hmm. side of the, uh, of the reason why women um, have a higher percentage or are at risk to leave the industry. This mm -hmm. is at least my my story. Um, yeah, yeah, I, see. I love tech. I love and I'm passionate about the facts. Just when I think about the fact that you write a line of code uh, and then it, you, it magically does something for you. That's absolutely amazing for me, right? I just have to sit with my mind in, in front of the computer and create and build and Oh my God, what human humans can create and build with technology is absolutely fantastic. Uh, and still, you know, this constant like, am I good enough? Maybe I'm, you know, instead of volunteering for women tech makers, I should volunteer in open source so I can sharpen my skills. Or, um, you know, maybe I shouldn't be interested in climbing in my free time, but I should be, you know, going at hackathons and sharpening again my IT skills. This kind of uh, approach to the work um, culture um, and the constant guessing and second guessing yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Also, the fact that this second guessing uh, is reflected back mm -hmm. um, to how yeah. colleagues perceive you sometimes or what happens or even discrimination. 
and then just add, it adds up basically. Mm -hmm. And this is uh, usually after about 10, 15 years where you start to question if you're in the right place and then you go and, and look elsewhere because um, yes, because it gets a bit too much. Yeah. Okay. So I understand uh, the problem setting. So what is your company doing in this context? Are you trying to change this? Are you trying to motivate women to stay or what is it you do? Um. Well, our vision and our dream is to help companies um, become more inclusive workplaces so that everybody can bring their, uh, the, their true selves to work mm -hmm. and reach their full potential. It's all about being authentic, having the choice to be your true full self in the workplace. Mm -hmm. uh, that's a big vision. However, the mission that we are on right now is to reduce the number of women who leave the tech industry mid-career, mm -hmm. try to reduce it from 50% to 35-40% in the next 10-15 years. Mm -hmm. um, this is on the social... Mm -hmm. Absolutely, but I think it's not impossible. Yeah. And um, this is our social impact we want to achieve. Mm -hmm. And then if we achieve this, or even in parallel, move to other diversity, uh, aspects on the workforce. For example, um, age uh, is also, or, or uh, disability, culture, <laughs> these so, are all big points. So Timea, how are you addressing these issues? Are you doing coaching? Are you offering courses? How do you address these issues? Um, what are the tools you use? As it is in uh, startups, it's about finding the uh, good solution, the collaborative approach. Mm -hmm. So for now, we just landed our first um, grant mm -hmm. that helps us to uh, basically continue with our research. Mm -hmm. So far, as I mentioned, we've read upon all the study and we focused on what is the problem we want to solve. But the next big, big research question for us is, um, does this find correlate to the local Austrian ecosystem? Mm -hmm. And do the reasons that, that women, that we found that women leave tech industry, for example, in US, is it the same uh, that the women here in Austria go through? Mm -hmm. So this is the biggest uh, question that we have to answer. Mm -hmm. And that's what the funding is for on one side. And then, well, we do have a bit of like some hints and some ideas uh, towards the solution. Uh, but that's still to be seen. And um, at the end of the funding, basically, we have to deliver a um, market value proposition. Mm -hmm. um, I just can't, like, my dream is to create a software solution in the diversity, inclusion, and belonging ecosystem or market, mm -hmm. which is up and uh, coming and growing. Um, but it's still yet to be um, validated if the market here in Austria wants even a technical solution. Mm -hmm. What is clear to me is that um, there is a lack of trust mm -hmm. uh, between the job seekers, especially the women in tech and the tech companies, and not just in Austria. And there's also a lack of transparency. Mm -hmm. um, there's There are processes or... Um, solutions like employer branding that the companies try to uh, portray themselves or to become more attractive to, mm -hmm. to tech talent in general. But I think a lot of them do a, a hit and miss kind of a, a solution. 
and uh, that is perceived by the job seekers. Mm -hmm. Any any disagreement, misalignment uh, in communication basically causes a question of concern, a mistrust. And that's, I think, because they still have to work on authenticity and definitely on transparency. So I want to, without divulging too much, I believe that the solution uh, should be in any way collaborative, uh, coming from the affected group that we want to positively impact. So it should come from the women in tech Mm -hmm. uh, and it should uh, also be accepted by the tech companies here locally, first of all. I understand. So at the moment, it's a research project and you are working on, on, okay, I understand. And this is a great uh, initiative, I think. So I think the data you are compiling now will be very useful in the future. So absolutely. We are looking to disseminate. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm looking to talk at conferences locally and international about this matter, because the first thing that we realize is that raising awareness can go a long way Mm -hmm. Um, and it's very much necessary. Mm-hmm. Just the people to know about this problem that it exists uh, and what uh, implications and side effects it has. Mm-hmm. Because if these women, for example, leave, that's why we are lacking uh, female IT role models. That's why potentially we are lacking female decision makers in IT companies. Mm-hmm. So it's a leaky pipeline and we just chose to tackle it right there in the workplace. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's uh, so interesting and that's such a great project. Thank you for doing this. Thank um, you. <laughs> and since you are very passionate about women in technology and you're trying to find, you're working on both sides, you're trying to encourage women to go into IT through the tech makers, you're yes. trying to keep them there through, through the, the company you founded. Um, so maybe to wrap this up, what, is it, what are the recommendations you would give to young women starting out on this journey? What have you learned? Well, what have I learned? <laughs> Resilience is very important and grit. Yeah. Um, so I think it's very, very beneficial to work on one's self-confidence and self-esteem, mm-hmm. uh, which is easier to say than to do, especially if you're a a young professional starting in the career. Um, But nowadays, um, looking at what's happening in our local community and the ecosystem, there are answers and solutions. And the immediate next best um, solution is get a mentor. Mm -hmm. You you were asking me if we do this. um, We don't, but there are already so many great uh, um, companies, communities that do Mentor, for example, or Female Factor, right? Or Mission uh, Female, or so, or many more. Many more out there, yes. Exactly. So this is just a few that I want to shout out at. And um, I think, so I'm saying also from an individual perspective, I would have wanted to have um, a female mentor. Um, that can prepare me a bit to what is happening in the industry and in the company politics. Yeah, what is even company politics actually? What are the business rules of engagement? How do you build a career? Um, so it's either a mentor or potentially even a, a professional um, uh, career coach that could help yeah. uh, at that step. 
So important. that's what I recommend to start with. <laughs> yes, thank you for that. And uh, mentorship has come up a couple of times. I think that's a very important point. Talk to women who are already in the business. It doesn't even have to be an official mentor. Just talk to someone who's already further in the career. Someone like you, Timea, who has made the experiences and can talk a little bit <laughs> about what you might encounter. Gladly. Thank you so much for joining, Timea. This is so interesting, and I love the project you're working on and this, this company you started. Thank, thank you, you for talking about your journey, and thank you for encouraging so many women to go into IT. Sure. Welcome. And um, yeah, see you around, I suppose, yeah. <laughs> everybody. Okay. Bye, Timea. Bye.